Last of Us episode five, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, everything's a little off because of the Super Bowl. But I thought yeah. high level, this episode was awesome. Again, kind of a departure from the game going into, I mean, it really opens. We kind of alluded to this last episode with the, what is it like when a revolutionary group takes over? And we get to see like early days, like that night, the Fedra people are taken over and um, they're cheering, but it's not supposed to give you warm and fuzzies about what it's like when people overthrow their oppressors. At least it didn't give me any warm and fuzzies. <laughs> no, uh, I think they even made a comment about it. Like usually the people who come in charge are like worse. They're like no better, but it ends up being worse than what it was before. Um, which is interesting. Um, I guess high level for me, this is probably the first episode I have some negative things to say. Ooh. With that being said, doesn't mean I didn't like it. I still thought it was great, but just this was the first time I was like, mm. um, but we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm curious what you have to say, because continuing on with that, I thought it kind of moved a little fast through all of it like you kind of get a good sense of sam and henry who they are at first because it kind of catches you up after the first 20 minutes or so of showing the backstory with sam and henry surviving or at least getting borderline surviving <laughs> <laughs> or i guess it's yeah. more of like into the frying pan into the fire right definitely Joe, what do yeah. you think? I have a couple things that I'm hesitant on. Uh, I want to hear yours before I touch anything. Overall, there's a lot of parts that I liked about it. I mean, to, what's a, to your point about the revolution and that um, when there's a revolution, often it gets even more violent before um, than it was before. Uh, there's even a comment in there about how when you've been oppressing people for a long time and you do all these terrible things, the moment they get the chance to do it to you, they do. It's yeah. like, oh, well, look at that. <laughs> it's just a trade-off. It doesn't, yeah. in some sense, the, the badness doesn't really go away. It just changes hands. Um, but I think as a broad general uh, impression of that episode, uh, I liked it. You know, it was good. Uh, but yeah, I'll say no more. So gotcha. I guess you can just kind of jump right into it because do we get a better picture of why or what, um, Kathleen's motivations are and why she's so single-minded focused? Um, and this is kind of sprinkled out throughout the episode, but we're going to kind of compress it to kind of talk about it. Cause I think one of our big hangups last time was Kathleen's character feeling, I mean, she's, a, she's like a soccer mom. Who, who somehow is in charge of this paramilitary group, and the the Perry is like her right hand man. But it's like if this guy's a paramilitary guy, why is he not the one in charge? Is kind of the idea. And I mean, I can't help but think some of this is a little. I don't know. They didn't really do it too well. They could have done this a little bit better or something. Like maybe make her like former military, even if she's like an MP or something. Like, it, it would have just come mm -hmm. off better, um, in my mind. And so, basically, the, the big revelation here is that the reason she's after Henry is that 
Henry. Um, I forget what they called him. Oh my God. Maybe if you guys remember, um, he's a collaborator. That was what it was. Um, and he sold out the leader of the, this group who was Kathleen's husband. And then, so that's why she's so single-minded focus on, on catching him because he basically destroyed her whole world. And so she can't live without some sort of retribution effectively. Um, which I think is a fine motivation. I just don't see that in her character. Was it her husband or brother? Brother. I thought it was. Oh, his brother. I think. Yeah. Of, yeah. Oops. No worries. I, I just. I was like, maybe I heard that wrong. Well, it's HBO. I didn't think it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it could be both. <laughs> Hashtag Cersei. You know what I mean. Hashtag um, the Lannisters. Right. Oh, yeah. It's um, the aristocrats, but oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! For those of you, uh, uh, be careful. Uh, uh, what are we <laughs> no, that's why I said, be careful. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, with Kathleen, yeah, that was one of my things. I was like, okay, um, like I wanted uh, to give it the benefit of the doubt, really bad. And I think yeah. we did, or at least we tried to give it the benefit of the doubt last episode because they didn't give us anything. But this mm-hmm. one, I was just kind of like, uh, I can't, I can't accept it completely. <laughs> yeah, it was, it wasn't so much she wasn't military for me. I, I care less about that. I think what they were trying to get across is she's, she's like the brains, knows how to galvanize emotionally and kind of has that. And then something with her brother, I think that was what the, the point they were getting across. It was more her brother that was like, that led anyone because he was, they were alluding that he was such a good man, right? So it seemed like them two probably worked together to get a lot of things done. So maybe she wasn't like a tactician necessarily or something like that, but more just like, you know, the, the, the beacon of hope for those people who were oppressed, you know what I mean? And got everyone together to start the revolution. So she's like bestowed that responsibility. I think that's where they're going with that being said, one of my issues, one of my issues was that it, it did seem that it just. I wanted more time with that. Like, you know what I mean? She seemed so interesting and like had all this power. I just felt like there was more room there to really dig in so we can learn more about them and maybe even empathize more um, with them. Cause it was kind of like, you kind of have to empathize quick, right? It was like, oh, her brother died, get it or don't, whatever, we're moving past it. Um, Well, especially too, like that, that one opening scene in the flashback where they have the other collaborators they had captured and she's like, we're not Fedra. We're not going to kill you. But if you tell us, like, as long as you tell us, like, you guys are rats. So tell us what I want to know and then we'll let you go or whatever. And then they step outside the room and she's like, are we really going to let them go? She's like, of course we're not. What do you mean? And I'm like, okay, so not really dialing in that empathy thing at all. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to like her, period. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. really convincing to me. It was like, it was like, we're going to, she's supposed to be sort of intimidating in that moment where she's got all these prisoners and like, we're going to let you go and and then like, or kill them all, whatever. And then they start talking and then it's like, oh, we don't want to die. So we'll talk. And, and then they just decide to kill them anyway. And th- that whole sequence, I was like, yeah, I don't buy it. I was like, I don't know, I, I don't buy it. I'm like, this no. still feels like a soccer mom to me. Like, I'm not freaked out by this. I don't buy, like, it's not the 
character exactly. I think some of it might be casting. Like I hate to say it, but like, like I think that that actress doesn't quite fit, or at least I had a hard time believing that she was like able to can able to be that harsh. And the way she carried herself in that scene felt to me like, like in real life, it's it felt a little too emotional. Like it either it either need to be like. How do you say this? It either need to be pure business, where it's just like, you know, we said that. He's like, are we really going to keep him alive? And she's just, she just be like, no, because this is common. Killing a bunch of people is commonplace. And so it's just business. Or she's totally dissociated from that. Or if you want to capture some of the emotion, it should be in killing them should be a act of revenge. Like it isn't that these people are guilty of killing her brother, but she's become so twisted that the revenge feeling like any pressure release that she can get is one that she'll happily take and that there should be a twist of the knife. There should be a, right. A kind of vitriol that she should commit against even innocent people in her hatred. Yeah. I think and, it would have been interesting. Like if you would have had her like pull the trigger in that moment of be like, are we really going to let them go? And then she just turns and then just, <laughs> and just set the example. Right. Right. To yeah. give her, give her something. I want more of an edge there. I want a little bit yeah. more unhinged. I want her to, um, like the, it's almost like a kid who's gotten a hold of a rat or something. And it's just like, oh, look, I can make it hurt. Like, that's what it should be like. It should be her being like learning to be sadistic, mm. like it letting that out. But it, none of that was there. It was just, yeah. I was just like, oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's the key is more like. If they, like how they did with the uh, Bill and Frank episode, where they had a whole episode attributed to that love story, I wanted, I felt like it deserved, what they were trying to get with Kathleen and that group, it deserved that same amount of time and respect so that we could buy into her character. Because I felt, I was like, the acting itself is fine. Yeah. I don't mind it. I'm like, I just, the, I feel like the reason I don't buy it as much, like you're saying, is because I don't really know her still. Like, it's still too, like, I kind of want to care. She's kind of interesting, but it's like you get bits and it's like up to you to put them together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, it's if more disjointed, whole... right? Cause like yeah. we, we enter into the story halfway through effectively. And then we get caught up on half of the picture with Henry and Sam. And then we're fed through narrative, the other portions we don't see. And so right. that's why it feels so like almost half baked. Yeah, and it just, I felt like it needed a whole episode to to get that empathy, to see what they went through when they were oppressed, see their revolution. Even if it was a two-episode, like, flashback where you kind of derail from Joel and Elle, Ellie. It would have been interesting just, to really see that, like, more of the, yeah. like, why why would they overthrow Fedra? Like, what was so different to this Fedra that, that caused them to rise up? They mentioned that in dialogue, and, I th and that was... Another part I was going to say, there was a lot of telling, which again, I think the main issue is that they only have nine episodes to get this across. So that's why I'm like, it's not a, a, a bad writing. It's whatever deal got and made. They only got time. nine episodes. <laughs> yeah. So you're not going to have two episodes or an episode. You can't do that. You know what I mean? You don't have the time. Um, so they kind of have to be like, oh, well, the Fedra, this, you know, this section of Fedra was like raping and killing people. Like they were fucked up. Because they so said you hanging just, too, I thought. I remember yeah. mentioning that all the bad stuff you know they're doing to these people and you kind of had to be like oh okay that was happening to them that's why they overthrew them now she's pissed now she wants revenge 
it just would have been nice to see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's almost like, I think you're, I think so. I wonder if some of this is, is like the, the production process of this was rushed a little. Mm -hmm. But something here feels like to me that they, they could have got maybe tweaked the writing, done another pass on the script there just to get it like a little more refined, just a little sharper for the, for the actual filming and everything else. And the, and part of it is, is like in a stereotypical version of this, right? Like, every, you know, post-apocalyptic paramilitary group, um, freedom fighters that have just overthrown their oppressor, the leader's a guy. Like that's the standard, right? Is that's what you would expect. Now they don't want to do that probably because it's already been seen before, right? So they're like, okay, um, let's throw this woman in there. She'll be the, the leader of this paramilitary group. Cool. We can do that. But then they sort of, it seemed to me, it's almost written for a guy. <laughs> like, it's like, if you're, if it just feels like they just went, okay, they wrote the whole script and they just like took that person out and they just went, put that person in. And that's it. Like, yeah. but this is an atypical situation. This isn't what I would expect out of post-apocalyptic military group when there's a special operations dude that's half running it. So show me the kind of person, the kind of woman that would do that. They right. would run a paramilitary group. What kind of character does that take? <laughs> like every, there, I can imagine the kind of human being, like just talking through this, the kind mm -hmm. of human being that could actually you know hold the reins for a bunch of people who just went on like a 10-day bloodlust killing spree <laughs> what's that what does that take to make those people listen to you right and i just didn't i had a really hard time buying it it just felt to me like who's what because she's the she's the sister of the guy that's dead now that's why <laughs> this is a like a half monarchy now she just happened to be related so now she gets like the crown is that what just like okay fine <laughs> yeah yeah i think we're all on the same page with that like yeah it was just i i think the the big thing here is it's like okay think about it from the perspective of what they were like the the showrunners were trying to get across and i think we're looking at this from like a zoomed out lens whereas like this is more of like the sideshow of of the episode of like okay let's tell a little bit more about the world and like how this might work but the real core of this story is, hey, let's give a, a surrogate um, like duo in the form of Sam and Henry for Joel and Ellie to contend with and be like, hey, this is you guys or like this might be you guys one day. And then you're giving them the extra problem of like Kathleen, like, look what you might do because you care about someone so much. Um and, and and I think that's really what the core of the, the episode is. So it's like they were kind of stuck between two worlds, like fork, <laughs> and they wanted the, their cake and eat it too at the same time of like flesh out these these really just bad guys and then also like expand on the Sam and Henry story, um, which, I mean, you got an hour, like an hour to do that, and that's not an easy task. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think that's exactly what they were going for. I just, you know, one thing we were kind of praising them for up until this point was that they took the time to slow down and really like flesh these things out. And I feel like just here's the first time that you feel that they didn't or couldn't, whatever the reason, do that. And so it's like, 
okay, we see what's happening, but this Kathleen thing, it needed more room to work, I think, to the level that it probably could have and would have, because it was an interesting story. It was like, nothing was really wrong with it. I don't think it was just, it was just, they didn't have the time, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think you're hundred percent right. I think that was what they're trying to articulate. And I think effectively they did. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I think they set out with that core message. I will get to the Sam Henry, Joel Ellie comparisons, I think toward the end of this episode. Um, but really the first half of this episode is all about like how Kathleen is responding to the situation and how Sam is kind of, or no, not Sam, Henry is like trying to be really a father figure to his little brother um and like how hard that is and then they made it more interesting because he can't speak um i think he's deaf yeah um so that's why he does sign language most of the episode which kind of is an interesting idea especially in a world where like making sound with the infective is um what triggers them um I really thought they had a really good chemistry together. I think they played it really well. Um, and they're just trying to show, like, you know, how would someone so young kind of figure out the survival? And it's like, again, we're not even seeing infected. It's been through two, since episode two. We have really seen, like, no infected. It's episode five now. <laughs> like, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> in, a in a show about zombies, effectively, in the end of the world, <laughs> it's not really much about them. <laughs> <laughs> um which is it's fascinating and and just showing like the humanness of like how do you help someone who's so young like have strength in this crazy world and he has like the superhero stuff he's drawing with like super sam or whatever and then he's like wait i have an idea and he paints on his face to look it look like he's got um i forget what it was like goggles or like a face mask kind of thing i just thought it was a, a touching like moments um just character building stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They nail the emotional components. I feel like in every aspect, they know that it's like, they know like, what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it comes to like two, like a relationship of two people. I feel like they know it's like, they get it across. Well, you love Sam and Henry, you love Bill and Frank, you love Joel and Ellie. What you don't get, which I think goes to your last point is you don't get Kathleen and her brother. And so that's the dichotomy or whatever of that. Yeah, maybe if they would have showed lose that something. Like if they would have showed her and her brother and like just even if it was just like one scene to show how much they cared about each other, that might have been what it took for you to believe it. Oh, you know what? You know what you could have done? <laughs> right? You could have just all you needed to introduce into this was a little bit of conflict between Kathleen and the special operations dude. Hmm. And just have her be the one that's losing her mind over like hunting down Henry and killing him and have him be like, we're wasting resources <laughs> doing that. Mm -hmm. And like trying to pull her to the, like, you could imagine him trying to like, they're in a room full of people, all subordinates and stuff. And they think that she, like him or her is the head of uh, this organization. And then they start getting in an argument. And they're disagreeing and suddenly he's just like, oh shit, we're displaying a, a divided um, mm -hmm. front to this. We, and let me just pull you aside and try to convince you that we need to be more rational. Like, like, can we just be like, like, hold this down. I know you hate him. We'll get to him. I promise. Like he's starting to be, yeah. try to be pragmatic and she's just fucking into it and just like, 
fuck that. And like, no, we're going <laughs> to kill that son of a bitch. And, and he, in a moment of, of like, oh shit, all the, all the like fighters are watching this. I need to just back down for a second and back her up before we start, things start getting really tumultuous. And so yeah. he just kind of acquiesces and just appeases her revenge fantasy. And she's just mm. like a bat out of hell going after it. But that conflict between those two, one makes him more interesting because he's just following her around like an imprinted duckling the whole time. <laughs> and not You're doing not anything. wrong about that but, at all. <laughs> but, but also, it's like now you start to understand why she's in charge. And it isn't exactly because she's just inherited this thing, but it's because everybody has a lot of sympathy for her and respect for her brother. And she's also he's like so possessed. fucking into the, mo the emotion that she's almost impossible to control. And yeah. that becomes a driving force for the whole thing. And she's just relentlessly hunting them down. And it's like, okay, now I can see it. Now I see it. <laughs> I, I could totally believe that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Jordan, you're totally right. It, they're good with the two people together. All they needed to understand was that, that the two people together is Kathleen and this guy, and they don't get along. Just let it play out. Actually, and then she somehow it. still gets the upper hand because she's like the visionary full of, you know, like she's just single-minded focus laser beam. Like, nope, target acquired. We're not getting off of that. <laughs> like you could make her a really integral part of the community where people are coming up to her and like, I'm so sorry for your loss. And like, there's just so much sympathy for her that people start empathizing to the point where her rage is... Um, a social contagion mm. where, mm. where everyone is, gets caught in her emotion. Like she's just this fucking force of nature. It's catching everyone in that torrent. Mm. And the one that's like in her companion here is just trying to be like, we have to do this. And like, what about food supplies? And he's like, so different at this. Then it has a nice conflict in it, but it doesn't stop this, this mode of action that she set herself on. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. Like he, him being the voice of reason almost and trying to like guide the ship, but the, you know, the captain's losing her mind. Losing um, her right. marbles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And so you could, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole, um, um, right. The, the patients are running the asylum moment where at a certain point, everyone has caught onto her crazy. They're all in on the game. And there's like one dude left who's trying to be ra like rational here. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it, it brings up a thought for me, something we'll never really know. But in terms of, I guess there's two things. But the first is, you know, in these meetings before the show comes out, I wonder what they really like, what the initial scope that they wanted to do. I wonder if they said like, oh, here's this interesting thing. We can go off here and do something with this. And then the people with the money are like, yeah, but like that's maybe deviating. Let's bring it back. Let's stay focused. So I wonder how those conversations went. We'll never know, right? We we won't know. Yeah. That. But I'm just curious. Um, and then on the flip is like I wonder if the 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 pressure from the traditionalists, like from who played the game, they don't want to deviate too much because they just did it with Bill and Frank. You know, just deviating a little bit, and they don't want to keep doing that because in the fear of the fans being like, "What is all this? This is not the game." This is right. so different. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, we don't yeah. want to go too much, but it would be interesting if we did, but we don't want to piss people off if we do. Right. Like you they know? still need to show Joe and Ellie 
and like right. develop their story at, at least enough so that people aren't like, what the hell? Where, where is the story going? <laughs> you can't show it off camera because then it's like, well, if interesting things are happening off camera, then why, what am I even watching? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, and like, I've never been to Kansas City, but um, it's probably not a small city, right? It's probably not super small. It's big enough that I feel like you can, you know, I think we could have had another episode of them trying to traverse it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know we're I know we're harping on that one part, this one yeah, aspect. I mean, right yeah. Like that whole, it could have been one. You could have had a, that episode. Could have been cat and mouse, like just the the constant feeling of her like nipping at their heels as they're just barely getting away, right up into the end when she corners them. And then the infected come and it's like, yeah. bang, the whole explodes. And they, they get there in some sense at the end. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as, um, it doesn't hit quite as hard. I feel like the buildup was kind of fast because it's, it's kind of like, so this is going in with the rest of the episode, but with, with, it was kind of slow and almost like, for me, when, when you finally, you know, Joel and Ellie and Sam and Henry, they finally calm down a bit and basically, Ellie is the first one to kind of break the ice and to kind of be like, yo, we can be like, we can put our guard down and like, we can like, he's a, he's a little kid. I'm a little kid. I will be a little kid. Cool. Like, <laughs> and, and you kind of get this moment, especially when they were in that, uh, underground, um, like kindergarten, it looked like, and you get some world building stuff of like people who defied the early lockdown stuff and tried to like rebuild the society underground. And then Joel's like, yeah, but then they all got infected. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's dark. Um, and that'll come back in a, at the end of the episode. Um, and, but you still get like this moment where you just hear like Ellie is like giggling and so is Sam. And they're just kind of, it's like the uh, this one time since like the beginning of the, the series so far that you kind of remember that this these people are going, living through hell as children. And you're like, ooh, this is heavy um and i just thought that was really well done but then it's like because it was it was a weird juxtaposition for me because of like they know they're being hunted at the same time so it's kind of like you're slowing it down and you're kind of existing in like this reality that's kind of like a time warp (laughs) and then it's like you leave that and it's like oh wait like shit's hitting the fan again kind of a weird pacing thing and i don't think there's anything particularly wrong with it but it's just kind of like tone tone tonally it's a little off-putting maybe yeah like i i totally you're right i get this this feeling like when they get down to the bunker and everything where it's like we're we're racing and the stakes are high and there might be infected and now we're just gonna chill i guess yeah and i was like we're gonna chill out (laughs) it's like i know that in some sense they wanted to carve out some time to get a bit of the backstory and have a conversation between joel and henry i thought that conversation went well i can put that aside for a second but um, for as far as pacing went, it was like racing forward, stop. Mm-hmm. It was just like, what? Yeah. 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 No, I agree 100%. It's uh, like, I think I even commented on that watching it. I was like, oh, like, it's just all good. They just, all, it's all good. <laughs> like, they just made it through. I just expected there would be like some sort of conflict between that point and then like i was like waiting for an infected to show up or something 
yeah, something to happen and you don't get that, but you get a touching moment. And I think that's what they wanted more. So like you said, nothing particularly wrong. It's fine. Um, but it was kind of like, oh, I expected this to go different. Okay. We're here. I liked their conversation. Like I liked, I think that they, like Henry's story worked for me, right? He's, um, an informant. So he's a fucking, he's a narc and he's, uh, he, he got, I liked that the guy that he got killed was a guy that he himself admired and that there was a lot of guilt there. Like not just, it wasn't just that this isn't black and white and he did this right on paper. It was that they wrote into it a, a lot of conflict in the character and the fact that he comes to the conclusion that he's a bad person. Right. And I, I liked that. I actually felt more human to me than just having a character do something for his convictions, another character doing something for their convictions. And they just happen to be at odds with each other. And then we all just go, well, I guess, you know, life isn't always fair. And it's sometimes things are black and white. They both have their reasons. <laughs> now I want you to put those people in that situation, have them act out the things that they're going to do and be conscious of the fact that this is rough, that, that you are, you've just killed someone. Yeah. Right, May, bring this down to earth for me because even if you had the strength of your conviction, conviction that you did that, you still have to suffer the consequences of your actions, like on an emotional level. Right, say nothing about the fact that now they're fleeing that for their lives. Yeah, but it's like, so, but yeah, I thought that they did that pretty well. I it hit. I was like, ah, there it is. Yes, it's like I also like the fact too that real. he didn't like pointing guns at people. He's like, I haven't killed like directly killed anyone. He's like pointing my gun at you is the closest I've ever been to actually like harming somebody. Um, I like that about Henry's character. Um, cause it just showed like kind of the impossible situation he's been put in. And yeah, is the first person he shoots the Sam. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that one. <laughs> and we'll get there. And that's why he does what he does effectively. I mean, multiple reasons, but <laughs> Yeah, it's heavy as hell. <laughs> oh, they've already seen it. I know. Fuck <laughs> 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 um, But yeah, kind of moving on from, from those scenes of like the, like how much Sam means to Henry and like the guilt Henry has. You get them going outside to, it's like the highway or something, like right outside the outskirts of the city effectively. Kind of like a suburban street, it looks like. And this is like the really the big action sequence of the of the whole episode that they've kind of been building towards or the climax of the last two episodes. And I think, Jordan, to, to your point of like kind of thinking about like the production or pre-production conversations, I honestly think a lot of what happened with this episode ends up being in a budgetary sense of like what shots are going to cost a ton of money for us to do and how do we make sure the, the this episode doesn't um like explode our budget in a crazy way because a lot of the infected you see and i mean just doing that kind of street level scene with all the props and like a vehicle exploding and stuff like that that's a lot of money like almost all of the actors in the that are infected are real actors they trained to run not cgi the bloater is also a real person in an outfit and it's completely practical. The suit itself cost $500,000 to make. Um, Crazy. 
Yes. <laughs> so you're talking about they paid a team to make one suit. I mean, probably more than one suit, but, you know, $500,000 to put a guy in a suit, effectively. Um, and so you could understand and why they're... It is worth more than all the money I've earned in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and I don't say this just to, like, say this is, like, wow, look at how much money they spent. What I'm saying is, like, creating, like, an episode is a dance of budgets. Like, every scene you film, every minute you capture on film costs you money. And getting all those people to do multiple takes costs you money. And so you're not going to just be able to just do everything you want with your story because of budgetary constraints. Um, and I, this is totally inside baseball <laughs> when it comes to, like, the behind the scenes of making anything. But, that, like, I think this gets lost on people. It's like, well, of course, you wish this episode might be different or whatever, but we don't see all the stuff that wasn't included or what they wish they would have had. Um, cause I'm sure stuff got cut that, uh, and I totally jumped ahead, but I, it's, I don't know. It's an interesting, it's just interesting to me to think about it from, from that angle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a never ending conversation of like art versus, um, I guess business. finance or business yeah. or whatever. <laughs> when it's like, they'll never be completely at odds. Cause you're always going to have the artist or creative who's like, but let's just, it has to happen. And then, you know what I mean? It's like the passion is like, fuck the budget. <laughs> like so you're always gonna have that the Kathleen's yeah, the the <laughs> yeah and then you have you know her right hand man like yo we we can't afford that yo you know what I mean like <laughs> you gotta cut it you know what I mean so it's always at odds and that's why you gotta give them you gotta give these creatives these storytellers the benefit of the doubt and that's why it's like all these complaints are kind of like but it's still good <laughs> like it's still a good show it's still a good episode yeah it's just like you know in a perfect world it would be nice. And maybe season two, they'll probably get a little bit more flexible. Okay, we'll give you a little bit more budget because this is going very well. So mm -hmm. we'll give you a little bit more leash, you know, that you can, you know, expand. Maybe, you know, we'll see. But no, I think, I mean, you're 100% right. It's it probably comes down to budget and time and like HBO is like, well, we got all this other stuff and scheduling and just a whole bunch of shit that, you know, gets yeah. overlooked really easy. All, all the boring things that people don't care about, like when you're actually watching a show. But then right. when you're actually into watch, like into how do these things get made, it's like that's the boring stuff that like makes sure that it even happens right. <laughs> in reality. Um, and then kind of going back to the show, it's like it, the, you get this sniper sequence, which I was like, where the heck is this guy? I didn't even like it was I don't know if it was dark or something, but I was just like, what is like what? I'm like, why is there just some random guy taking pot shots? <laughs> like it just felt kind of like a weird i i don't know i would have like expected it to be more like an outpost type like thing because if you're if you've driven out all the infected the only people you have to worry about are other people who are scavengers and if they're part of kathleen's people they have to be on alert so hiding is kind of like i don't know just seemed yeah so i don't know <laughs> this scene pretty much from here until uh they get away right this is when most of my issues came in hmm. that i was like i'm remembering i'm watching a show and i have to hmm. force myself to be like okay i'm watching a show <laughs> i'm watching a show um now i want to first say it was still entertaining 
and I liked it. Like I still enjoyed it, but I kept getting drawn out, right? Logic was coming in. First of all, when they're walking through the street and everything's good, I literally was like, oh, they're all good. Cause the guy was like, oh, we're going to get out. It's going to be fine. And I was like, yeah, okay. It's not all good. Right. So then the sniper starts shooting, they get pinned down. And Joel's like, stay here. I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go around the back. Okay, fine. The guy has bad aim. Cool. We can go with that. Right. <laughs> of course he has bad aim. Right. He's going across the back and the guy sees he's shooting him the whole way through. Mm. And then as Joel comes through the back door, the guy's still looking at the street. Like he didn't just see the guy go around the house. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. he's not even like anticipating someone like, he, like I mean, fuck. He not might to mention you're probably going to hear boots like walking through the house as he's walking up the stairs or something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, that, okay, fine. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys. Yeah. Didn't yeah, notice that. I thought I, it was weird. I yeah. there's something disjointed about it because it was kind of fast that I was just like, wait, what? Why is he looking out the window? Like, he's like, there was th there was four of them, and now there's only three. <laughs> didn't didn't Sam was it Sam and Henry that tried to like run backwards at one point, and then the sniper like shot the car that was in the, in the direction they were heading. They went whoa, 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 and then they went back to where they were at. Yeah, and I was like, I was like. That's not how this works. Like you, you keep going in that direction. It's not like he suddenly appeared in front of you. Now you have to turn back to the direction you were coming from. It's like, you're fine. Yeah. It's like, just keep going. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I don't know if this is plot armor or something. I was just like, I don't, I don't buy that. But the guy, I was like, does this guy is so not like, um, like tactically sound to be like, I should probably check my rear. I'm here by myself. Let me just turn around. <laughs> I mean, like, right. I don't know. That was, I was like, okay, fine. Right. That's whatever. Um, that's one part moving forward. Okay. So then, you know, the inter it was cool though. How the guy was like, they're here. He called in to, or he was talking to Kathleen, right? Yeah, I was like, the radio. yeah, I was like, Ooh, I like that's suspenseful. That's sick. You know what I mean? Yeah, you look like up that. and here they come and you hear Joe like, run, run. I was like, okay, they're, they're hitting the thrilling part. Perfect. Right. They're, they're nailing that. It's just the logic was kind of had to suffer. Right. And this is where the big issues for me came in because what the fuck happened? How did they, okay. So they're, the, the truck is like crashing through the highway, moving all these cars out of the way. Ellie, Sam and Henry are in the middle of the road, like right ahead of them. But then they lose sight of them. It's like, okay, that's fine. But what happened? I was like, how did, what? I was just like, I, I don't know. I think I was like, why did they get distracted and lose track yeah. of them when Ellie was literally on the ground right in front? And then I think it was Henry had to go pick her up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just, mm -hmm. no. And, and I was like, okay, hold on. It's like sniper man has stopped shooting. You aren't hiding behind cover anymore. You're running out of the open to get the hell away from this car that's barreling down the road. Why don't you just get off of the road and start running in the direction of the bridge you are supposed to be heading to? Like you could already be gone. <laughs> then, <laughs> I don't. I was just like, are we just gonna wait here for a confrontation to happen? I guess so. <laughs> right. Plot armor, like you said, because the plot needs to happen a little bit like 
it, it, it maybe they're just very set on like the the set piece that they had here, so they just kind of forced it to happen <laughs> without really giving it enough legs to stand on, because it really felt like to me it's like, well, what if the car loses control and then it, and because it, I think Joel shoots the driver or something like that, and then. Yeah. It careens off to the side, it breaks through the ground, and then all of a sudden in that or it hits a house or something like that. And then it collapses and then chaos ensues. It's kind of like the inciting incident. But I don't know. Like immediately they lost like this whole episode was kind of like or like the last two episodes have all been like, hey, Henry's the target. We're gonna kill Henry and like, he's with some new people, so they're just going to be collateral damage. Um, and then very quickly, like, the, the, the objective shifts to, oh, wait, there's infected now. Forget those people. <laughs> On to the infected. I, I didn't understand how Kathleen knew that Joel and Ellie were the ones that killed the random group of people. Like, she comes out and she says, like, no, they have to die, too, because they killed these people. And I was like, how do you know that? <laughs> Aren't the only people that know that they killed those dudes were the dudes that are now dead and yes. Henry. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? Right. Yeah. And, and the, I don't like the monologue where Henry and San or Henry and Kathleen were speaking to each other. Like she was looking for him and he's like, okay, I'm here. Let them go. I I'm just like, with how they were establishing Kathleen, why was she having this moment to talk to him when like, she clearly like if he was like, if she's standing here, they were like hiding here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like they were, like, she was like, I'm not sure where they are. It was like, you're right next to them. I'm surprised she wasn't just like, to her men, like, go get them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, like, the fucking Kara. Right. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, I get it. Like, I get why it has to happen. And so it, it didn't ruin it for me. It was just too much of me being like, okay, I have to just accept that this is, has to happen for the plot to occur. Right. Because then you get the distraction from the infected. As she's finally like, it's over, Henry. And then the car sinks and then the chaos, right? And it's like, uh, just I just feel like how they established her. She wouldn't have wasted time. She was so motivated to get this dude. She wouldn't do the bad guy monologue. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but she's going to stop and conversate with him. And it's, you know, maybe I'm harping too much, but it was just, it's the first time so far in the five episodes that I was like, yeah, I don't, it didn't really sit well, you know? Mm -hmm. But... Yeah. I think for me, I, I got the most gamey feeling out of this episode, too, with, like, the Joel doing the sniper Overwatch mm. thing. And I was like, wow, this feels like something that would be in a game of, like, you have to protect your AI companion from a distance. Don't let the infected kill them. And it's not to say it didn't work, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, like, the, like, rapid cutting that makes it jarring. Where you're you're going from cuts to Joel shooting to back to Ellie and then it's I don't know. I had problems with his gun too. Like <laughs> it was a bolt action rifle and I didn't see any mags sticking out of it. So he was just like, I'm like, you're just loading invisible bullets. Where are these coming from? <laughs> Hollywood is very bad when it comes to guns. So <laughs> I didn't think of that. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's time to get and it jams, but like it's a bolt action rifle. You go like this, and then you just fix it, and then you go like this. Yeah, it's not like there's, like there's nothing pushing 
it out of the mag into the actual chamber that where the two of them get caught. It's just, it's in fact, bolt action rifles almost never jam. They like, you're the one that jams it. You're making it do the thing. <laughs> like, stop doing the thing that you are doing. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. I didn't even. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and dude was kind of ballsy because he was shooting like really close to like some of the things he was hitting was like right next to Ellie. I'm like, bro, I mean, you might be a good shot. Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a good shot and I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking that one. <laughs> Like you're taking, uh, if you're wrong, you're like really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode five, uh, last episode of the season. We're packing it up. Just the fuck. <laughs> the last of us turns into the only one left. <laughs> it's, it's literally just Joel, like looking over the way, like, oh shit. And then the like curve your enthusiasm music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the end. End of the show. Jesus. <laughs> and I we're, I feel like we're kind of nitpicking a little bit, but... Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, like, notwithstanding, it was an interesting sequence. Uh, I thought the car scene was fucking terrifying, where Ellie climbs into the car, nice. and then they have the child infected, because that's what I was alluding to earlier, where you finally see the, like, oh, wait, look, children can be infected and turn into clickers too. And I'm like, this mm. is messed up. <laughs> like yeah. this is terrifying because it's just like flipping over itself like contortionist style and stuff i'm like Ugh. yeah super unsettling yeah, <laughs> yeah it's movements were weird yeah yeah dude the way they had the kid get into the car and then do like kind of a somersaulty backflip like yeah. thing i was like ah the heebie-jeebies and then kind of going back with the with the bloater i thought Honestly, I would I would have if I didn't see the stuff after the fact. I honestly thought the bloater was CGI, um, because it was. it was really well done. And then what it does to Perry, uh, <laughs> which yeah, it just rips off his head. I was like, damn. Okay, then, like, dude, it looked like opening a bag of chips, like a stubborn family sized bag of chips, just like and just like all the chips fly everywhere. Except it was like his head. Yeah. Apparently, the actor who wore that suit was 6'7", so the dude is huge. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Yeah. A big, big fella. Yeah. yeah. So, it's it's one of those things, like, damn, they really thought about, like, how do we make this look real? Or at least, like, imposing, um, at the very least. I th So, I, th I think it was cool to see, like, okay, we got other versions infected, but then it was, like, they stopped a lot of them, but then they were like, yeah, there's no way we're going to be able to take all these out, so we're just going to say, peace. And <laughs> Like, they get away, and then Kathleen has her villain moment again of, like, you can't leave. Um, yeah. Which, which, cliche as fuck. Like, it's... You know it, what? Before we move on, though, you know what I really, I really, really appreciated? The sound design for shooting the bloater. Yeah. Like, when he gets shot, I was like, oh, it's it sounds like it's hitting Earth. Yeah. Like, I believed that that thing could take bullets. Oh, that's interesting. I was, like, I was like, oh, damn. It really, it felt like it was just such a dense piece of, like, earth, like, living earth. They were just like, like, cool. Huh. Natural body armor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they nailed the badass moments of this scene. Yeah. 
you, yeah. like it was a it's it was fun to watch it was just like if you think too much it's like ah, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like just remove that you know what i mean um but the way the show was set up it was like oh like you can think you can appreciate these the little things and this was the first time where i was like okay just you're what you're you're here to be entertained right so just be entertained um but yeah i mean it was the whole i mean that was that was dope. I didn't catch the sound thing, so I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I I'm, gonna, I want, I'm gonna have to rewatch it too. I didn't catch yeah. it either. Because I want to appreciate yeah. that aspect of filmmaking, and you know that it's like the work that these guys are putting into to the sound, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like even thinking of that, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't catch that. But that's dope. yeah, because I can't imagine. Like it was, it was strange. It caught me when it happened because I was like, oh shit, like it was so good that I noticed it. I was almost pulled out of the show. I was like, damn, that was good design. Like it hits. It just sounds like hitting earth. Like poof, poof, poof. I was like, oh, this is cool. That's it interesting. Sounds That's an art people don't appreciate nearly enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's important too. <clears throat> but but they get away. So they yes. get away and then and Kathleen's dead because of the crazy kid thing. Um yep. the last scene with them all in the like at a house. motel or something some old which is funny them in the old motel and um the kid revealing that he's been bit it's like i was kind of yeah. waiting for it i was like there's no way yeah. everybody gets out of this unscathed yeah. and i was like it also couldn't be joel or ellie so it's like it leaves two other people <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it and it the whole that whole like couple of like the part where they arrive there and they're and Joel and Henry are there. He's like, you guys can come with us. It's like once things started to sound good and positive, I was like, somebody's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so that was happening. And then of course the scene with Ellie and Sam, which I thought was okay, right? It was fine. It was like kind of heartfelt, and you could kind of tell that Ellie's trying to do the good thing. Mm -hmm. um that i mean i don't want to rush through this exactly but it's the following scene that i have more thought on than those yeah i mean i yeah. thought it was like okay she's trying to you know i mean it's she's thinking like okay if i'm immune or something maybe i can protect people and nobody knows if that is true or not like and nobody thinks she is even a possibility, right? And so she tries something. And mm. the next morning, I was going to say before we move on, I just wanted to add to this this part real quick. I I love this for Ellie's development. I I, I was like, fuck, I fuck, because I, I think in the games they, I think that happens in the game, some similar, I, not in the same way. I think it does too, because I saw yeah. like a side by side shot of not this scene we're talking about but like the next or the ending scene effectively. right um and so for ellie's development i loved it because it's one it it this whole episode like you remember she's a kid right and you can kind of forget that because she has to seem older i think she's only 14 so she's still a kid yeah. right so when she finds out he's bit and her way to fix that was so like us watching could be like that's clearly not gonna fucking work she's like trying to rub her she cuts herself to reveal her blood and then smears it into his cut First thing I thought was AIDS. And then I was like, it's not, it's not going to work. <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, don't do contact the contact. We're dripping in there or something. Right. Like, we're getting nasty. Why are you like, doing that? 
brave, very brave. Um, yeah, that is very brave. But, but childlike, right? And then she's like, it should be fine. I'm immune. You'll be fine. But it was almost, not only was it childlike, it was speaking to like her desperation. And I don't know if she said this before or after, but she was afraid. She was like, I'm afraid to be alone. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, she found someone who was her friend, her Henry Joel. It was like that idea of like a, a family, right? It makes her family she yeah. was getting. And then like, right when everything seemed fine, it was getting ripped away from her. And it was like this desperate, immature, childlike, you know, last ditch effort to like save Like a clinging, that. clinging onto something. Right. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be heartbreak. Because we all yes. know that's not going to work. Um, so yeah, so we can, sorry, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. No, I think, I think that was good to, to highlight that. Because it, it does show like, you know, clearly she's still a kid and using kid logic to like, Oh, I can maybe save someone, especially like the the whole test sequence. It's like there was nothing they could have done with Tess either, or maybe she'd even think that it could have been a possibility since they awakened a horde, anyways. So it was like you just have to leave because if you don't leave, you die anyways. <laughs> um. So and like this is her way of like maybe maybe this is some like maybe I actually am the cure or something like that is is her idea. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than just being like an anomaly that couldn't be turned into something, right? I like I, I every episode. I like the actress for Ellie more. Yeah, really. Like she just the way that when they were in the bunker where she was bonding with Sam, the way that she gave him high fives was mm-hmm. perfect because it wasn't it wasn't yeah. And they like hit it like freeze frame end of a Pokemon episode. It was like it was doing the it was doing the classic thing where you just slap the shit out of their hand, just hard as fuck. It's like doing that way too much energy into this and doing it multiple times. It was like it felt so normal. Like I was like, oh yeah, I've done that. Where you're just like fuck it and you just like hit the shit out of their hand. I was like, oh, I so believe this. I was like, she is fantastic. I thought she was a great actor. Yeah. yeah. The, so, and then, of course, the next scene. <laughs> yeah. The voice actor and I think the body actor for the game casted her, like gave her recommendation to cast Bella Ramsey. Oh, for real? As, That's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, just a thought. But yeah, she's, <laughs> dude, she's killing it. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting too because I feel like you, you kind of started out with her being like the sassy, and this is just kind of talking about her progression so far, but she kind of started the sassy kind of like, uh, angsty teenager type person like I don't want to listen to nobody kind of thing like I'll do it myself and then like as this has gone on she's like really evolved to be able to show more like flavors of emotion um, from being this childlike almost whimsical because she's around Henry who's I think he's like 8 or 9 I think something like that He so you know it's like because she's around someone who's younger than her she's letting other sides of herself rather than having to be like pretend adult because all she is around is other adults who treat her like a kid so she's like don't treat me like a kid <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's, it's, so it's i think it's it's interesting just to see it, like so many like different ways of expression because normally you get a lot of people who are one note or like this is the only type of character and they like really d- mm-hmm. don't explore beyond that So yes, the penultimate Sam, scene. <laughs> Sam turns into one of the infected. Dude, the the when she wakes up, 
like she was in the chair and then you see the sunlight kind of coming in and Sam is like facing away. I was like, no, no. Please. <laughs> yeah, uh, like you already know what's happened. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sam, or not the Sam, Henry, Henry's reaction is what sold it for me too. Of like, Joel's trying to jump into action mode and he's like, no, no, no. We don't do this. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought, so impressions on that scene, right? Sam knocks over Ellie and is trying to bite her and there's a fight and everybody's figuring out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Cause Joel Henry grabs the gun, we're asleep. waits at Joel to stop Joel from interacting. Cause he's panicking. Cause he doesn't know what to do. Right. He's like, what the fuck? Right. Nobody it's, knows this was going on except for Ellie who told no one. <laughs> but <laughs> that seems like a mistake in hindsight. Now yeah, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> Way to be fucking fourteen. <laughs> but there, he freaks out, panics, pulls the trigger, kills the kid, and the way that they just show the dark blood mm. of Kelly. You'll notice in movies too that when they want to make it dark, like the scene dark they'll make the blood color darker but if you're watching monty python all the blood is bright so it's comical and they'll do that all the time in movies so if they're like horror movies it's always dark blood <laughs> but like so it's really dark and it's just slowly spreading and it's like you see him starting to panic and realize what's going on and then when he shoots himself when he has a moment of panic the show is so, they're really good at the, these moments showing Ellie's expression, right? So they, they, in previous um, moments where people died, they stayed with it and they made you watch it, right? To like put you in the moment. But with this moment, they don't show it, but it's almost more emotional because they just show Ellie's face and the actress again, fucking nails it. I mean, I literally was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like covered my face, like yeah. <laughs> had it visceral. Um, uh, non-conscious, like uncontrolled reaction. It was, it was a immediate gut impulse to behave, to go, oh fuck, and recoil. And that was because of her acting, for sure. And, and I thought Joel, uh, I thought yeah. Joel's acting, like, set it up too, because he's like, wait, no, 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 no. And then it cuts mm -hmm. back to Henry, which is like split second, you hear bang, and then back to Ellie. So it's like, you, the trifecta of like, the escalation because Joel recognizes what's what's about to happen before it even happens. And then you get to see the aftermath of like Ellie responding to it. And it's like, I think to, it, it it's heightened because this all happened because she was trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. In like a tragic way. Yeah. 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 I mean, fuck. Com commenting <laughs> on the acting is like, Am I good? Did I lag? No. No, you're good. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, no, um, I was responding to the scene because it's like, fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, gotcha. I thought you said fuck because I was like, I'm like, not again. <laughs> so, um, bad, PTSD but, uh, about recording yeah, your shit. That's what that was, yeah. Um, but yeah, the acting is phenomenal, especially, I would say, Bella Ramsey. She's, I mean, she's killing it. Um, and I feel like I was just, like, quiet this whole scene. Cause you know what's coming, but then when it comes, it's almost like harsher than you are prepared for. It's just like, oh, like, damn, 
HBO doesn't heavy, pull punches, you know I mean? especially when Not the con- like consequential scenes like these. Like other, I swear, other shows would totally pull punches and be like, yeah, we're not going to show this or like linger here. Like, you know, maybe you hear bang and then it cuts to like the the following scene with the graves. But it's like in that scene, they would do the more emotional stuff. But in this, it's more like they let it unfold in an organic way rather than just being like, oh, yeah, bad things happened. Mm-hmm. Move on. Like, nope, we're going to make the audience feel all of it. Yeah. But you just spent, you know, a whole episode understanding the motivations of these two characters. And you got to really get, like, I enjoyed them. I I really liked the the dynamic between them. And then it's like, yep, bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what this narrative of the, the game and the show does really well, it's like it puts you in this position of, like, when you love or care for someone and it's showing you like at every turn how that can affect the person and what happens when that person is lost or you know whatever so like joel in the beginning with his daughter when joel Mm -hmm. loses tess who means a lot to him in a way but he's still guarded right so it's kind of like but you know it affects somebody he can't show it then you have kathleen and her brother right and then you have joel and ellie getting closer henry and sam you know sam was sick something i don't know if they said what but he was uh, leukemia it just was leukemia yeah. Okay. So, you know, he was sick and he, you know, kills this really good man that he looked up to to save his brother. And now at the end, he, you know, saves these people he's get gotten close with because his brother turned and then he realizes and he kills himself. And then it's like, now you have Joel and Ellie. What's going to happen when one of them is at risk? If you play the game, you know what happens. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it we'll there. get there. We'll yeah. get there. Oh boy, will we get there? Yeah. I mean, um, I I think you're nailing it, honestly, because it's it's really they're really playing on this theme of like two people, and what would you do for the people you care about most in this world, or could you live without the person you care about most in this world? And I think the show so far is telling you most people don't recover from losing the person they care about most in the world and some people or most people at least as far as the show goes end up getting themselves killed or killing themselves because they don't want to carry on without that person Mm. yeah and finn (laughs) (laughs) 